G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And Mike, our weekly episode this week features our first national final of the 2022 season. National selection season off and running. Yes, and we started today in Estonia with Istilau, the first quarter final. Mm. Um, different kind of tack this year. We've got quarter finals. Ten videos were played this morning in a show. Yes. What did you think of the format? Yeah, look, it went pretty well this morning. I thought it was pretty timely. Uh, you know, only went for around about an hour. Uh, so I thought, look, they handled it pretty well. The host, we have hosts, of course, <laughs> who, you know, Tanel Padar and Innes. Yes. What did, what did you think they, how do you think they went? I thought Innes was great. <laughs> yes, likewise. <laughs> oh, look, I think Tanel will be good in time. He did he, warm up a little, didn't he? Yeah, he was very much relying on his notes. You yes. know that kid at school who looks down at their notes when they do a presentation the whole time? Mm. Mm-hmm. That was him for probably the first half, but he'll warm into it. He's yeah. got four quarterfinals, two semis, you know, yeah. he'll get there. And we also had all the artists sat in the studio while they played uh, the, the various videos. What did you think of that? Yeah, it was, I mean, nice to have them all together. I think the majority, a couple had to come in from virtual yes. um, and yeah, zoom in, right. mm-hmm. but the, most of them were there, which is nice because it still makes it feel like it's some type of national final and we're not just looking at a screen. Though it felt they were like us sitting on a lounge watching video clips. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then, of course, if you didn't qualify, you were sat on a lounge watching other people get applauded. And there's nothing you can do, so, is there? You can't perform live. But I, I think it was better having them there than it wasn't, put it that way. But look, I think what's good about it is you're getting down from 40 songs to 20 in a format that gives some public the say. Mm-hmm. So rather, so it's it's... I think it's going to end up doing quite well yeah. at the moment. We'll see. All right. I thought we were off to a solid start. All right. Well, so we've had 10 acts. Now, five got through, three from the public vote, and two from the jury. And they announced the public votes first, didn't they, Mike? They certainly did. Now, let's have a chat about those that qualified. And we'll start here with Stig Rasta and Interstellar. co-written with Victor Krona this one amongst mm. others some other Swedish songwriters in there as well I noticed what do we think of Stig uh, and Interstellar well obviously Stig is a big name he went to Eurovision in 2015 with Goodbye to Yesterday and came back and did that song Home a couple of years ago he's mm-hmm. a big name in Estonia so number one it wasn't a surprise to see him get through yeah I'll agree with that it was expecting it to me this was probably the most polished package of the whole lot when we mm. had the recap it really did pop out and I think there was something that kind of um, will work really well live. I think there's a lot Stig can do with it. It has some anthemic moments. It was a little simpler than I was probably expecting from him. I think he's done better stuff in the past and I said it this morning and I'll say it again, it reminds me of something between a Coldplay and Shepard hybrid Mm. album track, maybe (laughs) B-side, kind of. It just... There was a few elements all thrown in. I kind of heard it all before, but it was well well done. Yeah, I agree. Of of all the songs I thought we heard this morning, I figured this one might go the furthest in the whole competition. Uh, there is a little bit of an 80s influence there, particularly at the start of the mm. song, but I'm going to agree, simple, really simple. Uh, you know, it, it, it attempts to be anthemic in the chorus, which I think it kind of gets there. But for me, it just sounded, it sounded so simple. It doesn't suit 
Stig. Yeah. Stig, I, I respect as a musician and an artist. This, for me, it's almost like something a boy band would sing. It's that simple. And to be honest, I thought a younger performer, this song would have suited a little better. But again, I'm not surprised it went through because of the Stig factor and also because it was probably one of the strongest packages on the on the night. Yeah, look, I, I agree that... Um, look... I don't think it will go the furthest out of this bunch of songs, I will say. We'll get to those later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I'm hoping he might give more to it live. But overall, you can't polish this up too much. It's like good white bread. Yeah, exactly. It was like a, Yeah, you're right. It's kind of like a nice sandwich. You know what you get. You go, hey, that was a nice sandwich. But you're not like, wow, I want to exactly. like, have that every day of my life. Exactly. No. No. And you know what? That's lunch and I want a degustation dinner. All right, cool. <laughs> well, we'll see what else is on the menu here, Dale. Let's have a listen to Evelyn Samuel and Waterfall. Another returning Eurovision artist from 1999, Evelyn. What did we think of Waterfall, Oh, look, I was kind of shocked she um, got through. But hearing more about the fact that she's very uh, well-known and big in Estonia, I kind of thought the jury might be her saviour. Yeah. Did not expect the top three here. And she was announced first of the public vote, which yeah. kind of took me by surprise. I, oh, I was I was shook. Yeah. Um, she was the last to perform. Maybe that helped. It was a very, it had a feel of a song from the late 90s. Mm. Um, um, we both kind of, I think, at the time said, this is nice. It's a little dated. Um, a little. <laughs> yeah. She has a theatrical background, and at times she almost sounded a little Kate Miller Heike-ish. Okay. Um, but in a different kind of vein. I. It's not my taste. We normally like the dated type of stuff. It's great to see an artist like her make it through. So I'm a big plus for that one. And it is a really nice song and it was a nice concept. The hmm. lyrics are a bit weird. I don't know what she means by being a waterfall. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I, I, I'm not angry about it, but I'm not necessarily super happy about it. I'm like, okay, they put it through. Yeah, you've stolen most of my talking points Sorry. here. <laughs> I did have a little on the dated side, and also it does sound like it's from another era, and that era being the kind of early to mid-2000s. It just really borders on a musical theatre vibe for me on this one, and that's not really what I look for in a Eurovision song. It's all rather pleasant. She seems lovely. The whole song is very pleasant, but I just it just lacks really any... Boom yeah. for me, yeah. I know you don't go for mid two thousands. You go for more of a twenty thirteen Schlager <laughs> Scandinavian diva, um, yeah. you know, datedness. Yeah. So just even too dated for you, Mike. Yeah, it was a little bit dated <laughs> for me, but you know, not begrudging at getting through to the next round into the semifinals. All right, the other, the last of the songs that went through on the public vote was Bamadu and Mitakalkus. Our rockers got through this morning, Dale. No surprise. We're expecting quite a few rock songs this national selection season. Mm -hmm. Look, for me, this one is your standard 
rock song. It's very solid. It's more of the garage kind of hard rock rather than the melodic glam rock that perhaps we got from Monoskin. Bit more on the perhaps blind channel side. This one, mm. um, look, I thought it was all very competent. Um, if you like your rock, in particular your garagey hard rock, you'll probably like this one. I thought the boys probably do a good performance of this live. So yeah, through it goes. I was really pleased this got through. I was surprised about how much I enjoy this. Look, I do like rock, um, but this is quite heavy. Uh, and I actually found it like a melodic heavy rock, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to the point heavy some, can sometimes just end up sounding like a lot of noise. A thrashing guitars. Yeah, yep. exactly. And there's nothing, you know, you enjoy that, that's fine. But there was actually um, something there that makes it a competitive song because you've got to be a competitive song. We're talking national finals, we're talking voting. You've got to capture people in three minutes. Mm-hmm. And I think there was enough in this to capture it. To me, I would have put this through. It was in my top three. I really liked it, and I was really pleased to see it get through. And out of all the songs that got through today, to me, this is the only one that I would think could actually do something on a Eurovision stage. The rest would be dirge. This might do something. It might not. It'll probably, you know, come eighth in the final, might not even get out of the semis. But if you're looking for some kind of spark that might stand out, this, I thought, was the better of the whole lot that got through in the semifinals. Really? Yeah. I just don't see any originality here. That's the issue. I well, have. what's the originality of Stig? No, but I didn't. I, I just panned that out as well. <laughs> uh, no, well you but, said that could go far. <laughs> yeah. And I'm but saying I just think it's could... more palatable for a Eurovision race as far as a national final goes. I mean, then again, look, Rock did very well last year in a few countries. I suspect it will go okay. It just didn't blow my socks off, put it that way. I guess I'm not predicting it'll do well. I'm saying I think this is the one that could capture people, where I think everything else is reasonably, when you get to a Eurovision stage, kind of forgettable, not necessarily on a national final stage. All right, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs) All right, so they were the three that got through on the public. Now we had two that were the jury vote style. Yes. Uh, Let's have a listen to the first one. Familiar name for a lot of people. It's Jagup Twisk with Kui Veit. So what did we think of Yagup's efforts? Well, look, I like Yagup because he came runner up in 2020 with Beautiful Lie and Easty Lao behind Yuku. And I really thought he was going to win. I thought he had a great song there. Very, um, I I know there's a lot of people who were kind of saying it's quite arcade-like. I personally really liked it. This, to me, is in this kind of same ilk. There's a lot of similar-sounding vibes to the song. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a very palatable, I guess, pop song for a video. So I was a bit shocked it didn't make the top three, but I think it needs a live performance. However, saying that, I think it's a challenging song. So Mm. if you can pull it off and make it magical, that's where the live and the public will come for it. But in the meantime, I'm not surprised it needed the jury to save it to a point because it's not a usual structure of a song. It's a little bit messy. It's a little bit chaotic. But... A bit like his last ever. No, but when it's good, it's really good. (laughs) Mm. But it it is a little disjointed at times. But great production, great video. 
quite a bit of money behind this. Yeah, I've, I've got more melodic than Beautiful Mess. Okay. Um, so that was my first thing. I think it's a very interesting and modern production to the song. Um, but for me, it just goes into areas that are a bit overblown. And it just seems like it's a like full throttle, almost like a hundred, you know, going at a hundred throughout the back end of the song. And I just think it's a bit much. I don't know. There's just something about it doesn't work for me. Have to say, beautiful mess didn't work for me either. So you know, it is what it is. Let's have a talk about our final one there, Dale. It's Mayan and Melato. Look, I'll start on this one, Dale. For me, look, good, solid, mid to up tempo kind of pop song here. Um, I, I enjoy the Spanish uh, lyrical content in this one as well, but I need to see this live. This has got Easty Lau Spotify song that can't be reproduced live written all over it and every year we see a few of these pop up I think it's good to listen to in the studio form I'm, I just need to see this live because I'm not sold yet yeah I, I was I, I was genuinely surprised it's got through because mm. out of the songs I thought there was a couple better in, in my view anyway um, but then I did notice a lot of Twitter comments from people saying that they quite like the song and I was like, okay, what am I missing here? On a couple of second or third listens, I, I can kind of see the value and where it's enjoyable and it is probably quite contemporary and she's really likable and it had a bit more going than maybe another few songs that might have been a little bit too middle roady. Um, but yeah, I was still a little surprised it got through for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I actually had a chat this morning with Laura from the Aussie Vision team who's covering Easty Lau. She's been following it for years. She's covering it. We had a chat about it. Let's just say Laura's a fair bit younger than myself. <laughs> and we did have a chat about that um, demographic difference, actually. I really, really liked my aunt. I was yeah. so happy when her name got announced. I was just like yelling, yes, like really <laughs> early in the morning. I'm just surprised I didn't wake my family <laughs> with how excited I was that she qualified. But, yeah, I definitely think it's one of those songs for maybe someone my age, the, definitely the younger de- demographic, <laughs> getting behind it. She is um, making waves on Spotify, so she's definitely popular with that younger audience. I did frequently see her in, like, the Spotify Viral 50, Top 50 Estonia lists. Mm. So one to watch. I thought um, love those Latin trap beats. Yeah, and you always get that kind. Of, I feel like there's always some really great Spotify type songs when you with an Easy Lau. And I thought, yeah, I did think it was good. I just probably preferred others. Um, but I could definitely start to see on Twitter when there was a lot of the more younger demographic than myself. That I was like, mm, maybe there is something in that. So I was surprised, but kind of not surprised at the same time. After I would have been surprised if I hadn't seen people like yourself and a few others going, "Oh, it's great." And I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe this might get through." Well, Laura read me for my age there. And <laughs> look, this is what I love about getting the opinion from the rest of the Aussie mm. Vision team because this would have passed me by. And hearing that and hearing how much she loved it um, and cheering for it and going off for that, I was like, really? I was like, that just passed me by. Mm. So, uh, look, there's obviously appeal there. There is. This is screaming. Remember how Lisa from last year and six? It was oh, fantastic. Oh, I love that, though. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> except, except live, it was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, true. Um, this is a great studio version. I really enjoy listening to it on Spotify, but apart from that, 
I need to see it live. No, good point, good point. Now, just talking about the jury, Ooh. there is a little interesting thing here because from the eight-person jury who decided those two to get through, we had three familiar names mm-hmm. of anyone who's followed EC Lau in the past. Sissy. Yes. Egert uh, Milder. Mm-hmm. And Sin Voltry. That, to me, says that those three probably won't be participating oh, this definitely year. Definitely won't. You won't be part of a jury if you can't judge your competitors. Exactly, because you'd be like, I'm going to vote them <laughs> yeah, down exactly. so they, I can't compete. It's not happening. So we can, we can all assume that those three will not be participating this year. Yeah, it's a sh- you know what? I'm a little bit disappointed Sissy's not going in it. Yeah, maybe a year off. Just come close a couple of times now. Um, maybe recharge the batteries. Oh, with 40 entries, I would have liked to see <laughs> I would have liked to see Sissy, but anyway. Maybe didn't have the right song. Though. True, 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 true. All right, let's talk about some of the ones that fell at the first hurdle this morning. Traffic was probably the biggest name that didn't get through. What did you think of there? They opened the show. They were my shock. Um they look, the song was okay. And I wasn't shocked because I thought the song was brilliant. They're just so popular in Estonia that I just mm. really presumed they'd get through in one of those top three, probably above. Um, I, I thought the, I thought the the song was a bit meh, but the highlight of it was at the end of the video when the chick had chosen Uku over him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's understandable. <laughs> we, we all would. Yeah, but look, maybe people are sick of Uku. It's yeah, about exactly. his fourth, fifth Easty Lau in a row, and they were like, you know what? No, <laughs> enough Uku. It was uh, an okay song. It was fine. It wasn't great. Uh, Little Mess mix, uh, missed out this morning. I thought they had a, quite a nice song. I actually really liked the song a lot. Very Sugar Babesy, early yeah. 2000s mm-hmm. dance, r and b kind of vibe, chilled. Maybe just a bit ch- too chilled to grab attention. And sometimes when they were going for those notes, they were kind of in an uncomfortable range in a studio recording. Yeah. So, look, we may have saved them some embarrassment doing it live. We did see their last live, and it was more a big mess than a little mess, oh, that one. Oh, it wasn't that bad. Kaya didn't get through with her little mid-tempo pop song there, and that was okay. I really quite like this as well. It was fine. Again, she missed out last year of getting through from the semis with Hypnotize, which again was a good song, but not quite enough. And I think we were in the similar ilk here. Good song, but not quite good enough to get through, which is a shame. I really liked it, but I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, this is very 2015. And look, that's right up my alley. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Peter Puda, he had a kind of uh, ballad. I quite liked it, actually. I thought it was very good. I thought this might be something the public would go for, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was the fourth or fifth choice from the public um, because it was that very generic sad boy guitar but done quite well. Hmm. Uh, So I thought it was a good song. Um, I don't think we're missing much by him missing out, but it was was a decent effort. Probably get a few more male ballads throughout the uh, process. I'm sure we will. And we've saved the worst till last, Dale. (laughs) Fiona and me, uh, they (laughs) didn't get through this morning, shockingly. (laughs) Um, They performed somewhat of a lyric video in Comic Sans. That was something that you'll always enjoy to see. Um, and the lyrical content included things like Stifler's Mother yep. and Porno with a Plumber. <laughs> so they're sort of your yeah, national final up and running right there, isn't Look, it? I'm really going to be surprised if we find worse lyrics than that for the whole season. He started off week one pretty well yeah, um, in terms of like uh, worst on ground. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was a shocker of a song, I have to uh, say. It was okay. It, was, no. it wasn't, I mean, the Comic Sans was bad enough. didn't but... understand what the whole thing was about and half Halfway through it, I didn't want to know. I was I like, just, are you trolling like, us? Yeah. I it think was, he was semi-trolling. I think it was. I think it was a bit of a troll entry. And um, yeah. But, but it was. Look, you know what? You need those, don't you? Do we? 
All right. Anyway, it didn't get through. We'll never speak of that again. We might. You never Could know. be worse of the year later in the season. You never know. We'll be back up for quarterfinal two next week. Looking forward to that one. Indeed. Well, the big news during the week, Dale, is we have our second Eurovision artist has been revealed for Turin 2022, and that's from Georgia. We got a video from Circus Mercus just after we completed our podcast last week. Yep. Quite the video it was too, Dale. It was, and this is the annoying thing with the podcast. We, we get everything organized. We've covered the news for the week. We get back from dinner last week, and there is the biggest news we've had in probably a month um, with Circus Mercus doing this Dear Earthlings mm-hmm. bizarre video. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. Well, let's have a little listen to some of their previous stuff. Let's have a little talk about Circus Mercus here, Dale, a mysterious musical act from Tbilisi in Georgia. They claim to have been started by three circus school dropouts. Sure. Now, they describe themselves as a movement that brings together dozens of professionals from different fields to create an unprecedented audiovisual experience. Now, their manifesto, which they revealed this week as well, is uh, says, ask why, not who, and honour the golden rule of anonymity. So at this point, we don't know who they are, and I've got a feeling this whole anonymous thing is a lovely little... Uh, PR play that you mm. can you can ride the way for a little bit. So an interesting announcement out of Georgia. Yeah, look, they've got everyone's attention already. Um, mm-hmm. Georgia went through a really good stage, I think, at Eurovision of being different, unusual, um, but still brought good quality music. Mm-hmm. And I think hopefully we're getting the first half of this. It's different and it's unusual. It's got attention. Um, it reminds me a little bit in that kind of PR thing of Hatari from um, 2019, mm-hmm. uh, that you've got attention already. You can keep riding this wave. And then generally by the time you release music, people are going to kind of enjoy it anyway to a point. Um, but like from hearing their stuff... I quite like their music. They've got a very eclectic range of the stuff they do. Some of it sounds very Triple J-ish here in Australia. They've got a very alternative indie pop, almost Brit rock as well, Brit pop to a point. Um, But then other stuff like that Weatherman song they have is just something completely out there. So trying to guess what they'd bring to Eurovision is God knows what. But I'm excited for this. Yeah, they've got around about 10 videos already out there on YouTube. It is a very eclectic kind of mix of music. So who knows what they're going to bring. Look, Georgia need to bring something different, but different good. We've had yeah. different, but different bad. Yeah. Now, so I have no issue with them going for this. It's a quite a quirky, uh, you know, sort of ensemble that they're bringing <laughs> to the, the competition, and that I enjoy. Let's just hope they bring the quality that, that this country can produce, because last year was just dirge absolute dirge yeah and i think there has been some rumors about some connections to the guys behind midnight gold oh okay but look i mean who knows who's behind it but i think they're trying like they've been terrible for years <laughs> Ter- no terrible when was the last time they were in the grand so, final oh were they 2016 yeah yeah uh, tomorrow missed out on 11th mm-hmm. um with um that keep the faith since then awful yeah like really never having a chance mm-hmm. 
even though they try to kind of polish something up in 2019. So they've got to bring something. They really bat above their weight for a lot of years. And so, yeah, I'm excited by this. I think a lot of the fans are excited by this. Uh, let's see what happens with it all. I'm intrigued more than excited. Oh, yes. Well, you're always a little bit more <laughs> sceptical. Yes, you are style. quite sceptical on these things. I'm excited. Like, <laughs> I, right. I expect it to, to, you know, be a dumpster fire eventually, but mm-hmm. their music sounds good. What yeah. I've heard so far, Absolutely. very jury-friendly kind of music. I agree. I agree. Okay, moving to Australia now. We don't have any major news. We haven't had any new artists announced yet. However, there is a significant event that has been delayed that does normally play a role with Eurovision Australia Decides. Uh, SBS do something called Upfront every year, which basically shows all their programs for the next year to advertisers mm-hmm. and media buyers and stuff. Mm-hmm. They even announced when they got um, let back into Eurovision in 2016 at Upfront. So it's a very important event last year for Australia Decides. The last one was which Tambo was announced then. They have delayed that. It was meant to be in November and has been delayed to early January. So I was suspecting that we were going to get some artist announcements and we didn't because it's been delayed. However, they have said, in the meantime, look out for artist announcements from Eurovision Australia Decides. So the good news there is we are going to get something, I think, before January. (laughs) Probably the bad news is it was probably meant to happen and it's been a little delayed. (laughs) So we're a little bit up in the air, I would say. Yeah, it sounds like we'll just keep getting them until, you know, until the... the Probably right up into the last minute. That's the way it normally works. Well, it was February, late February as well this time. So, Mm. you know, we've had them in, you know, quite a lot of the time in January. So put a few more weeks onto it. But I do think it'll just come in waves. Just, you know, I think Australians relax. Let's see where it goes. And I'm sure we'll get something in December. Hopefully even by the podcast next week, we might get even a couple of hours. I've got a feeling we'll get something in it pretty quickly. I hope so. Fingers Mm. crossed. Now, something else worth mentioning this morning, as Isilau was happening, we also had the very last Eurovision again of this year. Now, for those who don't know, Mike, what's Eurovision again? Eurovision again is when we replay some of the most famous contests throughout time. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a great way to bring Eurovision fans together. It's very early in the morning here during the off-season, so we don't often catch a lot, but the team over there who do it is absolutely fantastic. Another great season. It was 2004 um, this morning. It certainly was, yes. And um, Ruslana won again. What a shock. Most of this year, the winners have won again, including in 1968 when Spain beat Cliff Richard. They even voted Spain again to be the winner, even though the UK have been complaining about that for years. And this year, they also finally split the four-way tie of 1969. Yes, with Salome taking the crown this time. And I think it's such a great way, particularly if you're a new fan, to go back and revisit and and just get some of that history of the competition out there. Because sometimes it was very difficult to find streams, very difficult to find um, the old contests. So this has been such a a godsend to, to, to fans out there. The, the biggest change for me from being a kind of once-a-year fan was going back and revisiting history of Eurovision. I, I just made me fall in love with it more than anything. So absolutely love what they've done. So well done to everyone at Eurovision again. Yeah, another great year. 
And uh, finally, the last thing, just worth mentioning, it is coming up mid-December, uh, Junior Eurovision. We have nearly all the songs, mm-hmm. 18 of the 19. We're expecting Kazakhstan any day. But, Mike, we actually listened to them for the first time today, all 18 of them. Yes, we've been on a blackout with these, haven't we? We didn't want to sort of drip-feed ourselves the, the entry, so we just sat down and listened to the 18 as a block today and watched them. Um, I am really blown away by the quality there, I think. I think the, there's some really, really good songs up there. I'd say I'd l- like at least half to two-thirds of the field, I think, have got some really, really great entries. So should be a fantastic competition this year. Yeah, often I feel a bit like, why am I watching Junior Eurovision? Yeah. <laughs> like, my grown <laughs> man. This is a bit weird. <laughs> uh, but you watch songs. Actually, it's really good. Mm. It's actually, there's some really good songs in there. A couple of those countries should choose those songs for Eurovision. <laughs> it, it can be a difficult one sometimes because straddling the line between what is child's music and what is adult music can be very, very different, uh, mm. difficult. And I think a few of the countries have really managed to do it very, very well. From the 18 we watched today, I couldn't pick a winner. No way. Yeah. Uh, I, I could pick a bunch of ones that I think will be at the top, but not a winner. Well, look, we will be doing a full preview of Junior Eurovision the um, week before the actual final takes place. That'll be part of our podcast episode mm. that week. All right, well, that rounds up the the week, uh, Mike. Um, big thanks, as usual, to our patrons as well. Also, particularly Justin, Paul, and Ellen, who commented on our the songs that we thought from national finals could go to Eurovision. <laughs> they had a few things to say to that, so thanks very much to those guys. Nice. And if you haven't subscribed already, um, the links will be in the show notes. It's a way to subscribe and support and get bonus content on the Vision podcast. Yes, thank you so much to our patrons. All right, well, thanks again for joining us this week. You know where to find us on social media at Net, and we'll catch you next week for another Estonian quarterfinal. Thanks very much, guys. See you later. 